I'll tell you this, I couldn't get my wife to give up her iPhone for all the tea in China. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> I wouldn't even raise the subject, man. Larry, I, I, I advise against it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, what I learned was that the emotional pain was worth way more. Mike, you, you'll need way more than an Apple genius to fix your problems. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> way more. <laughs> Please. Wednesday, July 17, 2013. It's episode 63 of Yats. Every week, Wednesday night, right here. Yeah, on techshow.com. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Join me this evening. We got Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant? What's going on, Mr. Lee? We got Larry Press. What's up, Larry? Hey, guys. Good to see you. We got Mike Rothman back. What's up, Mike? How's it going, guys? I'm glad to be here. Good to have you. Missed you last week. And uh, we got Chris Miller. What's up, Chris? It is Chris uh, Sepia Filter uh, Miller. It's a nice, nice lighting you have. Is that green screen? What, what is that? That would be uh, O'Day Hampton. You're in your basement, but the green screen is a hotel room. I like that. It's classy. It's perfect. That's pretty good. That's definitely, definitely classy. Uh, join us live and interact in the chat in real time. Yet on our techshow.com slash live is where you can do that. Taking your comments, questions, what have you. Uh, let's see. What should we start out with? Uh, oh, Maps got a great update. We were talking last week about Latitude going bye-bye. Uh, and if you notice the new Maps update for Android, it's very, uh, it's very minimal. I mean, you saw what it looked like at at I/O, and it's here's uh, let's see, this is the the camera focuses. So you notice the first thing is like all of your buttons are gone, basically. So you see the little tab down here. You can drag that over, and there's your menu. The very last option here, where's latitude? <laughs> and so, of course, you, it goes to a, a dot .py, <laughs> open your, uh, with the browser, and it basically tells you that, you know, Google Plus has this... Uh, option called locations in it and that's kind of where you will be managing check-ins and and everything and i was out out and about today and uh i i forget where i was but i wanted to check into the place and i looked everywhere in maps in i couldn't find it and when i got home it occurred to me in your in google plus at the bottom one of the options is check-in <laughs> like i never I never used it. All I use is the right, you know, to, to make a Google Plus post. And so if you want to do a check-in, that's where it's at. But, uh, yeah, everything is really clean. I'm missing some layers, and I don't know. There's an option now to open Google Earth. So I don't know if they've taken your elevation terrain, uh, 3D map, stuff like that, and put it into just Google Earth. Because the only layers I can find are normal and satellite, and that's it. There's no terrain map. There's no nothing else it used to have. 
So, uh, Ant, have you messed with this at all? Have you had a chance to play around with it yet? Well, I just got my replacement phone yesterday, and of course, I had to spend half of the day doing my job and then the, <laughs> the rest of the hours of the day doing my rooting and ramen. <clears throat> sure. So, for you to be mentioning this, huh? I get the welcome screen, so I have not opened up Maps as of yet. That, um, that's usually the welcome. When, I use it, when hmm? you update, it gives you a new welcome screen, and you have to accept the new toss and all that. So that might be that screen. I don't. I don't yeah, know. that's what it is. And so you, know, you got you, the new I version. I didn't even think about it because when I use the check-in feature, I normally did it through um, Google Plus or whatever. Really? See, I was yeah. always on maps, and then I I would hit the drop down, and one of them was was yeah, checked in, and, and I and would I've do it that, that way. a time or two as well, but most of the time it was through Google Plus. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've never done it through Google Plus. That's that's crazy. But yeah, this is very very clean, just like you said. Yeah, definitely. I've they've added the traffic thing in here, public transit, bicycling. So you have all of that stuff in that little tab setting that disappears. And then, of course, you can long press and drop a marker, and it drops a red marker and then gives you the information uh, below. It's very Google Now-y. It is, right? It's very card-centric almost. Yeah, it's pretty. <clears throat> Not too so bad. Now, I'm just waiting on it. I'm assuming all of this will still work with my, you know, as I'm driving to work. There's a lot of traffic on highway so-and-so go the other way kind of thing. Right. I don't know. I, I almost like the other version better. I'm sure once I get used to this, it'll be better. I'm just used to where the things were at and, and all that. But iteration changes, evolution, it happens. Chris, you mess with this at all? Uh, yeah, I uh, just updated it while we were talking. Because um, I've been traveling, I didn't even think to look to update it. So I just updated it. I've accepted the new terms, which means they probably are tracking Ant's location now. Right, oh, as boy, we speak. they've been doing that. As we're and speaking. Now, I'll give you my first impression since we're doing it live. Um, I don't know if I like it as much because I liked having the little buttons on the bottom to quickly change layers. Like, well, traffic, eh, it's fine. It's the same. It's just they just move stuff around. I don't care. I don't care. It, it works. The, yeah, it's you know what else I'm missing is the My Maps. I'm not seeing that anywhere. Like, I had a bunch of maps saved that I had created. Well, wait, am I logged in? I don't... Th oh, it says where's latitude. There's an option that says where's Yeah, latitude. where's latitude. But I'm talking about my maps. You know, under layers on the old version, one of the options was my maps. And if you yep. had any maps saved, like I have my water routes saved as map with markers and all, you know, nicely done. And it's all gone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I sure it's on. I think it's under Maps history. No, it's not under Maps history. Those are recent places you went. Right. Well, not not for me. I I, I use uh, the the starring of addresses. Ah, that's different. Oh, uh, yeah. To save map locations, and that's now in my Maps history. Interesting. Yeah, but it doesn't actually give you the map itself. So that's weird. <laughs> well, no, it it does. It, it you go to map history, Maps history. You find the map you want, like here's my map uh, location for this. Uh, Heck, I still don't see map history, and I've starred stuff before. No, it's under settings. It's in the settings. Yeah, yeah. settings. Oh, okay. No, yeah. there's another place to get it. You don't have to go there, Mike. I just found yeah. it. When you're yeah. in the main view, if you go up to the corner, there's a little person up in the corner up there. If yep. you click yeah. the person, it takes you right to your information Google card. Like it'll show your home address, work address. Here's what it. Well, <laughs> let's see what I can. 
Okay. You're right, Chris. That's, oh. that's it. That's the whole shoot match right there. There you go. Safe locations. Hmm. I'm, yeah, that's that. weird. I wonder I if it's because I haven't accessed the maps lately. If they're buried I eat a lot in of here. pizza and work out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that helpful information, Google. We, we already knew that. And you know what else I'm not seeing is location history. So is that part of Google Plus now? I wonder. Yeah, the, the one that did. showed you a map of each day and told you how far you went and all that. I bet you it is. I think that's on the Google dashboard. Yeah, but it used to also be in. Okay, so let me ask this question. It's so well, pretty. Here, here's all of us technical savvy people having this much issue with it. What about <laughs> new users? Oh, average users are screwed. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say I had an issue with it. I mean, it's just a new UI. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's all still there. But things like my maps. There, I mean, I know that I had maps that are saved out there on Google. That now you're right. That that option's gone. Yeah. Uh, what about certain other things? You know, traffic is there. Supposedly, in this update, it also has indoor maps better than it did before. Like malls and uh, things like that are better. But for a user, if you picked it up and it had the new terms of service, new interface, would you kind of freak out trying to find where things were? I mean, I use navigation more than I use maps, so they're kind of intertwined now. They're one menu, but I use navigation rather than maps. And you still have your separate icon. Navigation, yeah, the nav icon but, is still there. But my nav history is now in maps. Uh. So everything I've navigated to is now inside of maps. Even the stuff I searched for in local earlier today, because I'm traveling, I look for like local restaurants. Right. Local stuff is inside of maps. And there's also an app called Local. Correct. So where's location history? It's totally gone from the maps. That's crazy. Plus? like uh, No, Michael's it's thing? not in there either. Huh. All right. Well, that's interesting. I'll have to dig around through there some more and see. I mean, I'm like Mike said, of course, that information is on the Google dashboard still, but it was cool being able to scroll through each day and have a visual output of <laughs> where I went and then how many miles I drove since I, I drive every day. Yeah, That's I remember fine. when you first showed that to me, and it was it's pretty Yeah, it's kind of cool to see. Like, I put on, like, three, 400 miles a day sometimes. <laughs> it's like, wow, dude. Plotting it around. Yep, yep, just overloading them with data, you know? You guys map lovers, but, you know, the thing Chris says is, is uh, how do you cope, how do normal people cope with change? How do normal people even discover Well, you know that? how they cope with change. They post Facebook status updates about how they hate the new hate Facebook. Hate it, yes. Right? And that's a way of venting, whereas back in the day you had to pay a psychologist or psychiatrist, you know, hundreds of dollars per hour for you to do that. And Facebook has basically put them out of business, given you the platform, given you the couch, and asked you the key question, how are you feeling today? Boom. Now, back in the day, you had menus that popped down and you could really discover everything that was possible. Right, or you had a manual, the directions, if you will. Can you read the... No, that, that, was, that was way back in the day. <laughs> that was way... You also <laughs> typed eight flash <laughs> <of> each. <laughs> that was back in the days when people read. <laughs> Nobody does. No, that. Mate, you know, it's, it's, it's serious, you guys. Maybe we got a generation gap. I watch my little grandchildren. They start with this new program, and they just somehow figure out all the options. 
and, and it's all sort of abstraction. They just fart around and learn it inductively. I don't know. Well, it's because they're a sponge. But they're like, they know how to just kind of discover new shit, sort of. Um, it's not, thing, it's right? one thing to be a sponge Do you and think suck up what you It's see. the age thing, though, too. The brain plasticity at that age is much, much greater than after. Yeah, it's a very inductive approach to learning how to do things. I think it's also a fear factor. I, I, I have people that I've I've worked with who shall remain nameless for for their protection. <laughs> What's that noise? Sorry, it's <laughs> notifications. Yeah. It's Richard Hay. God. Oh, hey, cool. He said, "Oh, hey, I, I can't." What are you saying, Mike? If if what he says starts out with off the record, am I allowed to say what he says? <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. Moving on. Go ahead. Get get him in here. Okay. I have acquaintances who, who are just plain uh, afraid, who tell me they are afraid to just floor an app to see what works and what doesn't because they think they're going to somehow break it. I used to have customers like that when I did in-home computer service, and I would always just reassure them that short of setting the machine on fire, there's nothing yeah. they could do that I couldn't undo for them. Exactly. And so I think like team. what Larry's saying about the generation thing, these kids are digital natives. Like They have had this technology since birth, so they are more intuitive with it because they, they know it's natural. You know, It's just as natural as playing with BB guns was for us, or, you know, whatever whatever your your thing was. So. I, I love to see my grandchildren just punching things on the screen to see what'll happen. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's inductive. They fart around and they sort of... That's how I learned. The first way I learned how to put Windows 3.1 on a computer was because I typed format space C colon and hit enter. I was just, I had a list of commands. I was just messing around. I had no idea what format meant, none of that. I, and it it gave me the boot disk error. And I was like, huh. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And from that point on, I was like, this is so cool. But then you learn how to fix it. RMF. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, uh, I searched in the search box for location history. Google doesn't know where it's at either. <laughs> Just saying. That's not a good sign. Uh, let's see. Have you guys heard uh, – you guys are familiar with BitTorrent. Uh, have you guys heard about their new beta for direct file sharing? It's called BitTorrent Sync. Have you guys messed with this at all? I haven't messed with it, but I have heard of it. Kind of, um, kind of an interesting. It's pretty quick too. idea. It's I forget what there was a service uh, that kind of does the same thing, right? Where you give part of your hard drive space up to the cloud, and in turn, you get a certain amount of hard drive space on someone else's. That way, I, I forget what the service was called, but th this kind of sounds like the the same idea that you're all adding hard drive space to the cloud and and being able to sync to all your devices from it. As long as you trust it, I have no problem with it. Yeah. But from what I've heard, it seems to be pretty pretty slick, even though it's a beta stage. Uh, this says, Sync works uh, a bit differently from conventional BitTorrent, which breaks files into segments so that people can download them from multiple sources simultaneously. With Sync, files are shared directly from device to device through the Internet, unless they're on the same local network, in which case they don't have to be online. Uh, it's similar to the way devices on a home network share files. 
Unlike Dropbox, Sync doesn't save a backup copy in an online locker. So if you're looking for that sort of reassurance, they say uh, that's the wrong app. But on the other hand, it imposes no limits on file size, charges no fees, and places no breaks on transfer speeds. Aside from online congestion, the only limiting factors are the upstream bandwidth of the sending device and the downstream bandwidth of the receiver. Just like regular BitTorrent. Right, which means, I mean, you see how fast, like, uh, let's say you're downloading a game, and if it's there's a torrent of that game, you always hit the torrent because it goes faster the more people hit it, unlike the conventional server that goes mm-hmm. slower, and in mm-hmm. some cases, as Apple and other services know, it will drop if too many yep. people hit it. That's what I love about BitTorrent. It's like co- the complete opposite. You know, you harness all of that bandwidth, and you, you know, go you got so fast. They had that feature, well, not feature, but they had that limitation in there, talking about having a backup for it. Most people using BitTorrent don't necessarily want a backup, right? They just want access to this particular file at a particular time, and they do what they want to do. With right. It and- uh, legit use case, legal legit use case. When we were doing Jamhole live audience shows, I had a video editor, and I would yeah. have to send three different cameras worth of HD video of like two hours each camera from different angles. And the only way that had really good resume and that he could hop online, grab a piece, and then disconnect because he didn't have internet at his house, was making BitTorrent uh, torrents of it and sending these you know, 30, 40 gig files. It, it took a couple weeks, but it was better than having to start over from an FTP or you know, hmm. just the resume yeah. function itself was, was amazing. Even the resume function can, um, can bomb on you. What yeah, the I've check, never had the torrent. Well, I've never had a torrent one do that though. Yeah. So that's all right. Yeah, uh, I, I saw. Um, <clears throat> the last thing I saw on it was on um, another show. I can't remember the show that I watched, but they were just giddy about it because of all of the cord cutting capabilities out there and what people can share and how fast they can share it. You know, talking about setting up BitTorrent Sync as your media server. Yeah. Jeez. That would be cool. Mike, any thoughts on BitTorrent Sync? Well, it sounds cool. I'm not sure I understand how it's different from any other <clears throat> sync program that operates, uh, you know, peer-to-peer sync that operates across the Internet. I, I'm, I'm maybe pretty is it, sure that... Is it the encryption? Maybe they say the encryption will invite groups to use BitTorrent Sync to share files they don't have the right uh, to distribute or copy f- from uh, the eyes of the copyright enforcers, but yeah, it could, I think most of these yeah. sync programs sync, send their packets uh, encrypted. I'd, I'd, I'd honestly have to check that. Anyway, it sounds cool. You know, I, I could, I could well imagine sharing something with my, you know, my brother who lives in Seattle that uh, has uh, peculiar tastes in television that are similar to mine. You know, something that I wanted to share with him or 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 he with me. Now, I said something about cord cutting, and it made me think about Google. Um, y'all saw that story that I put in the community about them, as in Google, doing an internet TV service and trying to work out deals with different uh, studios? Google is trying to do that, trying to offer 
internet a package of internet only television channels. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I read over it, it sounded no different from me signing up with a DirecTV, Time Warner, Comcast, because it wasn't an a la carte deal. It was still package deals. Yeah. What would be the point of this? Not only is it a package deal, but I, I, I it didn't sound like they were make, get, getting any leverage with, uh, you know, the brand name channels. So I, I'm not sure what the the deal is other than maybe it's a nice step in the direction of a la carte packaging. Well, I mean, I, I wonder what, what the pricing would be on this thing. If they're going to do it all a package deal, is it going to be dirt cheap because they're Google and can afford to do it dirt cheap like that? You know, will, will we see more of a rollout in the areas where they have that fiber, Google Fiber? Yeah, I think it's in part, of, I'm guessing, in part a Google Fiber play. And also, maybe there's some, uh, you know, um, cable networks are are instinct uh, um, in, in, in are, are uh, limited area, right? You have a cable network that has a limited geographic area where right, they got their own regions kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas once you start broadcasting on the internet, you can sell that content anywhere. Right. What you say, Larry? You're breaking up. Let's. Uh, we'll get <laughs> Larry. We'll get Larry back in here. <laughs> um. So what was he asking? A la carte prices or something? Anybody? It was hard. It was hard to tell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we were talking about the maps update. Did you guys get the new Gmail update? Uh, both on Android and on the web, the web version. Uh, it's taking me a minute to get used to it on the web. Really, I am noticing that like I have to go to the other tabs because it's not all lumped into one. But the mm-hmm. more, and here I'll kind of I'll show you guys what mine looks like here. Um, the more I use it, the more I'm kind of digging it. So here's my updates. Uh, here's my social, which is empty because I deleted everything. And here's my, my primary. So you can see how it's got the tabs there. And then there's a mm-hmm. plus here where you can go and add other promotions. I got rid of uh, forums. I don't really... I guess it threw all my Google Plus stuff into forums, which is now going into yeah. um, updates which is fine. So, yeah, I don't know. And it's supposed to learn, right? The more you use it, the more it's supposed to know where to put stuff. It seems to be breaking stuff up pretty well for me, but again, it's just one of those I got to get used to checking those tabs. Right, right. You know. Even and I, with some of the promotional stuff in there, I know that that can be very spam heavy if you're not careful, but a lot of the promotional stuff I get, I actually signed up for it, so I do I do check it from time to time, you know, whether it's something for travel or, or some coupon to buy a, a video card. I don't know, something like that. You know, I I got I got that on the web service um, recently. I played around with it for a few minutes and I turned it off because <laughs> I'm we were just talking about people not wanting to change, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I wrote an angry Google Plus post about it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I did all that because I'm one of these obsessive guys who has like uh, 893 filters 
Ah. That all my mail go goes through before it hits my inbox, and wow. it gets fil- it gets labeled and sent off to folders. And I have one. Zero inbox <laughs> I have guy. I have one, and it's to make sure forms that get sent from my work uh, water store site and for the dog training site don't go into spam because they always went into spam. <laughs> and so I I made a filter that says, "Yo, if it has the word contact in it, put it here," and that was yeah. it. But I can see how you could easily go down the rabbit hole of making filters upon filters that filter your filters and oh Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. There, you got there is filters whole, sending mail yeah. to themselves. There's a whole subculture of weirdness around so, email filtering. I, I bet. OCD anyone? OCD. Did it start with pine? <laughs> The pine email. It's like IFTTT on crack. Right? On crack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is exactly. <laughs> There are treatment programs for people like me. <laughs> the Mayo Clinic will help. But yeah, the I do like the 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 way it's starting to auto organize and stuff. And yeah, I, I'm down with it. We'll see. The more what are your thoughts it. on Android? I hate man. that junk. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Max. I hate it. Go ahead, Chris. How do you feel about it? <laughs> I can't stand the big like letter it puts at the beginning. Really? And it's hard. It's, I like it's, it. It doesn't make any sense. It only does to... that if there's no contact picture. <laughs> I, don't I, I think that's unnecessary myself. I really didn't need to see Matt Lee's picture beside the message. Yes, said, you yeah. do. <laughs> yes, you no, do. No. I mean, the look at it. Problem. Look, no. Look how pretty that looks. I don't need to see that. I don't need to see a big L beside Larry Press. I mean, it almost, you know, just a negative connotation. It's a quick way of seeing who it's from. Hey, don't go saying things like that about Larry. (laughs) I didn't Google did. (laughs) This is is when I get mail from Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I like when it's it's mail and it has multiple people and it'll, like, cut everyone's picture up. So sometimes it looks like... Sometimes it looks like one person's holding the head of another, like depending on which which part they take. I, I like it. I'm down with that for sure. I gotta go. I'm very creative. I gotta go look again because I've never seen anyone's pictures. I just see big letters all the time. No, well, I maybe maybe your Google contacts are not as organized as they should be. I'm just saying. Uh, hey, guess what? The one I miss the most would be Matt Lee. Oh, interesting. Because if you would have your contacts organized properly, you would know. Now wait, are these phone contacts or contacts no, that integrate Google. with? I think Google. it comes from Google Plus. It pulls well, it you're or a Facebook because you talk to me all the time. Well Google. then, <laughs> fix your stuff. I do. Do you email me from a different address? Never. I don't know. It doesn't see. Never. It doesn't make sense. Then I, I think it's broke. I need Google I think, to I think know it's Chris about. Chris, you're you're using one of those BlackBerry things. Aren't you? <laughs> no. Ah, that might be your problem, sir. <laughs> okay, Matt. Just ask you. You see, the, the problem is here is you're using complete Matt, crap hardware. Yes. You are in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't. It's hard to see you in this one. I've got your little bitty picture. Yep, yeah, that's that me. One. No, 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 but right that above is me. it is another one from Matt Lee with a big M. So explain the difference between the two. That's a W, actually, bro. Look at Dude, it. Dude, it's not a W. It's Dude. an M. It says an M. It's oh, an M. I thought you were pointing M. at the other one. No. <laughs> oh, wait, go back to that one? Let me see that again. Oh, wait a minute. That no, I'll tell you why. Um... There's you in a little bit okay, of Okay, listen. Because and that, then... listen, smartass, because that is from a Google Plus mailer. But why does it's it say not... M? I don't know. Why would it say G? Because it's not, it's from me, but it's through Google Plus. Why yes? It why? is because it's a community post. It's a Yats community no. post through no, Google Plus. No, because a Yats community post comes through with a G. No, if I send you an email there from my, 
Okay, Jeep. I'm done talking to you about this. <laughs> You're not a big G. I, I can't. I am an OG. I can't even. Jamhole.com slash music. OG. And, and you're coming through the big A or an OG. One of the All two. Right. Moving well, on. Never had ASCII. I, I hate these letters. Go back to ASCII. Just Thank ASCII. you for that contribution, Larry. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, did you guys see this article from the... M's and pictures doesn't add any information whatsoever. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Shut up. It's card-like for glass. Don't worry about it. Did you guys? Said, I have movies coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see this article out of the Mac Observer? Uh, Apple, Google, Microsoft, Twitter—all of them—to uh, ask the NSA for greater transparency on U.S. surveillance. And can we just real quick ask the Magic Eight Ball what it thinks the NSA is going to say? <laughs> nope. That would be no. Nope. <laughs> No, 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 no. So, I mean, it's good that they're asking, right? Because it, it sets an official record. We hereby, as the the largest tech giants in the industry and most of the U.S. economy right now. Like that we, was just appeasing their customers. Appeasing you think? Is customers. that? Is it more for a cut? Is it more for PR? You think? Yeah, that's all that is, man. Listen, guys, it, it could be way worse. I just uh, I wrote a deal this week about how Cuba is running the database, the citizen registration and voter registration database for Venezuela. So at least the NSA has outsourced this shit to China. That's nice they're, of them, right? <laughs> That's awfully nice of them to kick down some I mean, IT help. I know how expensive database work can be, so that's that's really gracious of them. Wow. Uh, The companies involved are subject of, are the subject, are often, words, the subject of FISA warrants for information about user data and other information. And they want the government to be more transparent about it and to let the companies themselves also be more transparent. They're like, we want to tell you. We legitimately want to tell you, our customers, we the people. We want to. We just can't. It's too opaque. Uh, all things D. Does the general public care? Does the general public care? Because if they do, then then they will get more. I'm guessing the general public doesn't care unless it's on like Fox News. I don't know. If if one of those guys is like, we need to start caring about this. Like that's if Rush, why they did this, it, man, because it, this thing showed up on CNN and showed yep. up on Fox, and we got some techno panic, as Jeff Jarvis techno panic. It is right. Yeah. That's totally that's all it's this was techno panic part do. Did Did you guys ever see? There's a video I can try to dig it up of of one of the Fox News guys, and about it a year ago he was going on railing about what a like a. Uh, kind of a pussy Obama was that he wasn't using all these defensive things. And and then when this stuff came out, he get, did a 180-degree turn, and he's going on about Obama's never heard of the Constitution and the amendments of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Those guys will just, no matter what Obama says, they're against it. Right? it it's it's wrong. Disgusting. It is just disgusting. It is. And that's why nothing's ever going to get done. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Google appears to be poised to unveil new Nexus tablets. We talked about this a little bit on AOTA uh, last night about the new Nexus 7 
coming out. There's a event July 24th in Frisco uh, that people have started to get some invitations to. Uh, the event's going to be hosted by Sundar Pichai. Uh, Android, they say, uh, yeah, it might be the uh, first Nexus tablet with a 7-inch display screen. I don't know. Um, Do you I think it's the new Nexus? When I saw that. <laughs> you what? I, I was just sort of like, eh, and? You know, well, it's a new Nexus 7, right? We haven't had a refresh on the Nexus 7. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. I just didn't see any reason to get excited about it. I was all, yeah. almost honestly more excited for the prices on the original Nexus 7 coming down to, like, what, 150 or something? Yeah. Than I saw for... a 32 gig for 200 bucks or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. You know, that's and that's fine by me, but I just, as far as a brand new Nexus 7, I... Yeah, I'm still more stoked on the Nexus 10, personally. I don't know. Show me a 10, because I I could probably do more with that creative-wise. Yeah, especially if you get the keyboard dock, which I have not been able to get yet. Yeah, I'm sure there's one out there, though, and it's got my name on it, and someone right now is sending it to P.O. Box 3652, Calspell, Montana, (laughs) 59903. What was that again? Uh, It's on the site. Don't worry about it. You know, it's it's. I've been seeing ads for reduced prices on Microsoft downloads too. Maybe they're getting ready to come out. With that. <laughs> um, I don't think Acer that's... actually is coming out with another one. But I don't think that's long. why the prices are. Yeah, they were they were coming out with one to yeah just to to respond to all of the complaints about the other ones. You know, is anybody excited about those? I don't feel like I've heard very much. Uh, like, ooh, negative. I can't wait. For this new, <laughs> this new Windows 8 tablet. Windows to come 8 out. tablet. Yeah. I would take one. I mean, because I I think the Windows 8 UI is fine for a tablet. Like right? if someone gave it to you, or yes, I okay, would. word. Or I'd buy one off of eBay. Or if they wanted me to like review it, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no problem. Bomber, no send problem. Send down to Chateau Ghetto, please, and I'll give you an outstanding review. You can be bought very cheaply. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. So, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'm waiting for. Samsung has this eight of line of uh, Ultrabooks, and they've got uh, something called the uh, eight of Book Nine Plus coming out. It's a Haswell Core i7, uh, eight gigs of memory. 256 mm. gig hard uh, uh, SSD. SSD in it. Yeah. Uh, you know, under three pounds of weight. And the screen, uh, wait for this now, the screen is 13.3 inches and it is uh, 3,200 by 1,800. Mm. Jesus. So very That's high, very high depth. All the icons are at. 32nd of an inch across. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is cool because I'm so blind. I'm going to be able to use the things. And you wrote an article on Tech Page One a while ago about, uh, what was it, smartphone upgrades? People not, well, not getting them as as often or what? 
Well, I saw a, a, an article on, um, I think it was Wall Street Journal, that was talking about smartphone upgrades are, are slowing down now. Right. You know, because of the because of the lack of wow factors and whatnot. And when I read that, it made me think about the Galaxy S4. As you know, for a new domain, it's at page one. I was trying to write up and cover that. And when I was watching that event, the announcement of that phone, I was just, I yawned through it all. You know, it just didn't wow me at all. And, and, and the common man was fine with it, I guess, to a certain degree. Aside from the, cool the circus, camera. aside from the circus sideshow aspect of the whole event. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I, when I remember, what I remember from the event was not one speck was mentioned. It was all talking about this is what you can do with the camera. Live you your life, man. Phone. Live it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And Jedi like motions on. Yeah, it, right. Because <laughs> people <laughs> actually interact with their devices like that, or even want to if they could. You know, I I think at the time, um, I was saying to myself, the the smartphone providers need to come up with some type of innovation because right now we're at a stalemate. And so the only thing that they could really do is figure out a way to appeal to the the common man and, you know, what kind of weird bells and whistles I can put in the camera and, and what kind of weird UI I can put on there. You know what you a know, lot of like it... like the Facebook phone, because the Facebook phone, it's not yeah. like it was high on specs, but it was a big gimmick, right? It's all gimmick. And you know what? I think a lot of it, too, you could attribute to carrier fatigue. Like, people are so sick of dealing with these carriers that like two year contracts yeah. at a time you know it, it's I'm gonna it, just honestly I'm gonna keep using my insurance and just getting refurbed Galaxy Nexuses for the rest of my life cause this Man, is the this best thing, phone ever this thing this refurb is so freaking fast isn't it dude did you install. okay so it's not in my <laughs> head that like that yeah, when you get My a refurb, eighteen hundred milliamp battery. You know, I haven't used an eighteen hundred. It's milliamp like new. Battery it's crazy. Yeah, that thing lasted all day. I know. You know? I thought I it was placebo effect. Battery. I thought it was like all placebo effect in my head, but no. You got to get a new one like every six months. And did you see what AT and T and T Mobile are doing now? Is they're reducing the time before you can swap your phone out in order to keep you. In the plan, they both just announced reduced times where you're eligible for upgrade to a new phone to keep you in your plan and also to keep you, like you said, more energized about getting a new device. But you know what's you know what's poop about that though? It's like a lease on a car, and you don't get to keep like you have to give that device back. You can't turn around and sell it or give it to one of your friends. It's not your device. Oh, you give the device up? Yeah, you got it. It's like a trade-in, man. Every six yeah. months. Neelai Patel has a great article on this subject on The Verge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and what he shows clearly is, you know, you're going to wind up spending grand old bucks yep. to oh. have that phone. It's like a it, lease. It, they get you on the mileage, man. <laughs> yeah. Every time. You're, you're, you're better off, if you, if you want to, you're better off finding a... Uh, uh, a plan that'll let you uh, use a um, BYOD, uh, an unlocked phone. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I scoured. You know, as we said last week, I lost my phone, and I scoured eBay trying to find a replacement because, yeah, I have the insurance plan and whatnot. But I was like, you know, 
maybe I can get something cheaper and maybe even something else newer. But does that even eBay. when when I did the insurance for mine, I had to send mine back. So how does that work if you don't have a device to send them? Does and insurance I just pay the deductible and it showed up? Oh, okay. See, I didn't have yeah. to pay a deductible on mine. Well, I was gonna have to pay a deductible anyway, even if it was damaged, according to my really? terms of service. I didn't have to pay for mine. They're all a lot of them are like that now. You have to pay no matter what, hundred bucks or two. It's great. really it's a hundred dollars. Wow. Um, it it just I I looked at it and I was like, well, if I'm gonna spend a hundred dollars on a refurb, let me first check eBay. <laughs> right. And right. because at one time that's where you could go, but. I looked all weekend, man, and eBay is just slim pickings because that's what everybody's doing now. You know, why why not why get the insurance plan when I can just go get some they either lock phone. And yeah. Sprint just stepped up and flipped their plans. You saw that? All their new plans they did? What they right. do. Totally unlimited data guaranteed forever and they've reduced their plan prices and they say even if you have a current family plan, go and get it adjusted to the new one because it's lower priced and you'll actually end up saving money, but it's truly unlimited. And when they say no cap forever when you get into the plan, no cap forever. No but throb. isn't Sprint fighting for their life right now? <laughs> no, they're not fighting for their life right now. They're actually fighting to take over some other ones. They're I don't think they're fighting for their life right now. Weren't they bought by SoftBank? They were SoftBank, but then they also picked up something else. SoftBank picked up somebody else, I think. Oh, that's, I'm sorry. Another smaller carrier. Sprint's been really active with MDN Host, too. Clearwire? Or clear? They're starting to compete. Yeah, they got Clearwire, but they're starting to compete with their own MDN Host, maybe. Yeah, they just announced it, so I bet you we'll see some other ones follow us, too. They'll yeah. offer better they, price points. T-Mobile said they're going to start doing radical things, but I think they're yet unspecified. She'll start driving a bike with a sidecar on it. <laughs> so, Ant, <laughs> let me ask you, what would have to, what is the wow? Like, what would, what would they have to announce that you would be like, now that's what I'm talking about? Um, well, considering all of the rumors about the Moto X and stuff like that, it's a phone that's not going to look much different from mine, as in size. It's not going to be much different from mine, as in uh, chipset and whatnot. I need some beefed up hardware. You want to just RAM. no? I want to no. You want to pick the color. You want to engrave a little heart no. on the back, <laughs> and you want to pick your tassel, and you want to call it good. Maybe a couple jewels on the back in your name. I mean, that people talk about having a, a front-facing camera and a, a high megapixel rear camera. You know, whoop de doo I, it, it's That's nothing to me. How fast is this phone when I'm trying to go through different apps? But, and, Mr. Point-and-Shoot, you also need a camera, a good camera. Well, that's what editors are for, too. Right, but you can't edit crap if you start yeah. with crap. Yeah, there's always a blur effect factor and but what i'm saying is they it's (laughs) it's possible we we you can do a two gig ram quad core good camera good lenses carl's eye stuff like you can do it yeah no one's put it all together yet with a good chassis that doesn't affect the signal like the best thing i've heard thus far is i think it's an htc one max that that might be the one huh yeah and and i may never hours of battery life is that the one that was boasting like yeah. you can literally go two days of using this thing and i don't think it's ever coming to verizon i know and that's you know see that's, uh, the, that's the next problem just like you said earlier, it's the, the carriers yep carrier fatigue man i'm telling you two, i've two got days, it like bad. the old nokias like that those kind of old phones would last like four and five days on a single charge yeah right <laughs> 
anything not smartphone will pretty much do that. All those feature phones will go, you know. I just want a dance. bigger phone, bigger processor, more RAM. I want this exact size. I want more RAM. I want two gigs of RAM or four and a better processor, and that's it. That's all. Yeah. And better better case. This is poop. And I put it in the side. Would you go for a 41 megapixel camera? Not if it ran Windows Phone. <laughs> no, not not if it ran Windows Phone and not if it was Nokia. I've never been a Nokia fan. Nokia Lumia 1020 with a 41 megapixel camera that also saves a 5 megapixel image. Isn't that – that's that Clearview technology, right, where it takes the best 8 megapixels after it's done with the photo or whatever? Or is that something else? It's a stupid uh, micro SD savings camera is what it is. It's ridiculous to think you'd want one that took a 41 megapixel well, yeah, because imagine uploading that. How's that going to be for your uh, capped bandwidth, you know? Exactly. But it's not doing that. It's selecting... Yeah, it takes a 5-megapixel version of the image that's meant for actual sharing. But it it's capable. It could be a really nice phone for someone that knows what they're doing with that, with that camera as far as, you know, getting decent shots. Most consumers, man, come on. Better they're than, like, blind, the... Man. Better than... Is it better than the Galaxy camera that that Android camera Samsung put out? Do you think? Supposedly, it has a Xenon flash instead of the LED flash too, which is like a camera grade flash. Oh, That's really? better for color, right? For sure. Wow. Yeah. Look at look at Ant. Oh well, wait. Okay, that makes a difference. But again, most most common most common consumers they they won't know that they still use the flash today. Well, what's the still what's have black what? folks looking like blue man? <laughs> blue <laughs> man. What's the difference between the LED and the xenon? Like, does does the xenon suck way more battery juice, or why have they always used LED rather than than xenon? So does it burn your face off? I don't know. Well, <laughs> could you use the Xenon one as a flashlight like we do with our camera lights that we just keep them on? No, they're not made for long-term. Right, you, know, you would burn it out like that. The second someone fires up the Torch right. app and it literally torches your phone. Fries the phone for case. For sure, yeah. That's yeah I, I, give me that and and I'll play around with it, but I'm not buying it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying it. I'm going to try to hold out for Google. Try really hard. Oh, PureView. The 808 PureView is the one I was thinking of, the one that had the 41 megapixel. But yeah, yeah. same idea, same tech. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Larry, you blogged about Georgia Tech offering an MS in CS for seven grand. What does that mean? That means just what it says. They've got um, an MS in AT&T is putting up the money to develop the, the courses because uh, I think they want a, a lot of AT&T guys will probably enroll in. But, yeah, just the question, it, it's it's what they're saying. They're saying they're going to give their standard Master of Science in Computer Science online, um, and they're going to cost it's going to cost the student $7,000. And it's a yeah. legit just like you would get if you were going there? That's what they're asserting. Uh, you know, it's obviously going to be delivered online. Not that's there. like a quarter we, of the price. That's isn't that? Which, that's awesome, yeah, right? I, I, that's what I'm wondering. I mean, how? I don't know if they can bring it off. I don't know how good it's going to be. It's all still, uh, you know, just being getting ready to happen. But is that disruptive? Like I was thinking, Ant or Matt, or any of you guys, would you consider doing something like that? Yes. 
Is it web only? Yeah. Yeah, and think about this. What is that? Forget about the the quality of the class. You get the certification. Georgia Tech, which is a pretty damn good school, says you are a graduate with a master's of science. Yeah, exactly. And that looks good on your resume, whether you learn anything or not. Right. Right. What does that do for, like, the whole business model of, like, are you a resident, then you get charged this much if you're out of state? No, no, not, not at all. But that's um, what I'm saying. This is disruptive. Bangalore and, and, and you pay the same fee as a guy that lives in Atlanta. But that's what I'm saying, Larry. This is disruptive to that model because it would make you, if you were an out-of-stater, just want to take it online rather than come to the school and pay the overinflated price. Totally. That's what I'm asking. Like, is this... Even if you lived in Atlanta, it's a lot cheaper than going to Georgia. Right. And is this going to take a chunk out of that? Like, are you going to see those numbers convert? Or are the people that were going to pay the extra out-of-town cost to go there, are they still going to do that? I think Georgia Tech is uh, hoping to make a ton of money on this. And that's the real question I'm asking. Is How disruptive is it? I mean... It could either go two ways, right? It can either disrupt what's currently happening with with however many people that are going to the class, or you will have all of those same people still going to class, and on top of that, you will have this whole other demographic of strictly online. So you could double your attendance and not have the actual physical occupancy to to support it because it's all virtual, right? It's it's affecting way more than doubling. That's, see, that's cool. They got, uh, somebody got their spreadsheets on a, uh, what do you call it, Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> doxed? <laughs> I think it's called getting docked. Doxed? Never mind. No, I don't, but they, some reporter went through the, you know, it's a state organization, so they got their, they got a, got a hold of their uh, spreadsheets, and they're projecting, you know, Boku enrollment and tons of money. Like, they see it as... Uh, Making a lot of money at seven thousand. Yeah, and way low overhead. You record yeah. the class once and press play. <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's not it's not as low key as no, that. I no, know. they're going to have mm. uh, online assistance available. And, oh, I'm sure. And you you have to maintain, of course. You can't just you don't just record it once and then. No, I know, it. Larry. I so, know. Yeah, it's not zero zero marginal cost. It's not like producing a stupid podcast, Larry, I know. It's not the exact amundo. I didn't want to say it. I know. Yeah, no, seriously, though, right now, if you could say enroll, they're they're estimating it'll take two or three years to complete it. Larry, if you lend me $7,000, Larry, lend me $7,000, I will enroll. No, but do you, you think, I mean, the real question is, and the society hasn't decided this yet, you know, is that going to get you a better job, $7,000 Assuming year? that employers are looking at your college accreditations, if you didn't have any, having this would be better than not having any, as opposed if this is better than actually having gone there, who knows? Yeah. Well, there's two questions. One, is it better from a learning point of view? I guess the third. The second, is it better for making contacts? The third is the employers. How do employers see it? Nobody knows yet. I mean, this is all, we're going off into a brave new world. They should uh, say that you're smarter because you didn't go the physical route and you're not $80,000 in debt. You're only seven. <laughs> so. And you went, to, you went to University of Phoenix, right? Me? Mm, yes, I finished was that, that was online. How does this compare to that? 
Well, actually, only two of my classes were online. The rest of it, I actually went to a physical classroom. I thought Phoenix was online. Yeah, it's, it's ideally online, um, but for information technology, it was you, you showed up every week. There was some hands-on lab stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Phoenix, Phoenix has a, an extensive campus network. Yeah, they're yeah, all over the place. I'm charging a crap ton. Um, yeah, CSU tried to get in this business, but I think it's flopping big time. Man, it's, it'll be fun to see. Uh, you know, this is a Coursera course, but it's really being offered for credit by a major university. You know, a whole degree program, not just a course. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, yep. that's cool. All right, we got like uh, 10 minutes left. Mike, was there any, anything you wanted to, to mention or talk about before we... We get out here. Anything catch your eye this week? Wow! Uh, Just throw it out there covered, to you. <laughs> I think we I think we've covered the main things. Okay, Chris, uh, was the, there? I, I I can tell you quickly. I I had a uh, I had a a bad dream experience with AT and T. Thinking 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 that I could uh, convince my wife to trade in, trade in her old iPhone. For a HTC One, let me take the HTC One and give her palm off the HTC One X on her. Ah, nice, nice, yeah, yeah. You, you see what you see the net net there, but uh, it turns out that the switch for her from the Apple ecosystem to Android was not very welcome. Way too dramatic. Way too dramatic, and so she now is the proud owner of a new uh, Apple Five, and oh, I'm well. back to the One X. And see, that's that's testament to building your silo strong enough. You will keep people there. That's right. That's if right. You, if you make it more of a pain in the ass to to just stay there and buckle down and just get the new damn iPhone, than to switch to a more open Android platform. Eh. Good business. You guys are in the same boat, right? If, if like what Ann was saying, if, it, if Apple came out with some kind of just killer damn phone, you, you guys wouldn't want to change. I don't know, time. though, because I think for the most part, assuming I could get my Google Music and my Playbooks and my Gmail and my Docs, I think I'd be good. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Of course, it's why not going to be. as to go one way and not the other? Because Apple's dicks like that. No, I don't know. But it's uh, it, I, an open mind. I'm yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like that 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 option is there. And if I want to use Firefox OS, hey, I can do that too. <laughs> I'll tell you this: I couldn't get my wife to give up her iPhone for all the tea in China. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I wouldn't even raise the subject, man. L- Larry, I, I I advise against it. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I what I learned was that the emotional pain was worth way more. Mike, you you'll need way more than an Apple genius to fix your problems. That's right, way more. <laughs> All right, well I think that's going to do it then. Uh, Chris Miller, thanks for joining us, Mister I Do Notes. You're, you're very welcome. Sorry for the sepia tone. Next time we'll do with an azure. You know, we'll pick another color next time. Nice. We'll go through the whole spectrum. Uh, Aunt Pruitt, point and shoot tomorrow evening, yes? 
Yes, sir. Tomorrow night about 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good deal. Mike Rothman, good to have Always you again. Always a pleasure. Catch, catch my writing on uh, uh, Dell's Tech Page 1. Okay. And he crashed. All right. And Larry Press, you got a blog. <laughs> we'll put links to it. Uh, I got a, an article up on techpage1.com about CryptoCat. If you want to keep communications on the down low, encrypted, using off-the-record protocol, uh, check out my piece there on it. And then uh, I got a par- an article up on a new domain.net uh, about HTTPS everywhere. So check that stuff out. Check out Attack of the Androids uh, every Tuesday. Of course, Yats on Wednesday, Point and Shoot on Thursday, uh, the Jam Hole on Friday. But sh- keep that on the down low. Uh, email us, the crew at yetanothertextro.com, and check out the site, yetanothertextro.com. That's our stuff. We'll see you on the Google Plus community and Facebook and Twitter and all of that stuff. So thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.